Hi, welcome in. I'm Cody Thompson. I am the founder of what's called Project 2 Million. It is an effort on my behalf and on the behalf of researchers everywhere, although they don't know it yet, to try to right the ship of student loan debt, but specifically when it comes to healthcare workers, healthcare jobs and the job market, because so much research is showing that student loans and student loan debt is actually crushing people from some, some of them for life. And so what that looks like is according to research, and if you've heard my previous podcast, then you, you, you know, exactly what I'm about to say, you reach a certain level of debt, you, you never pay it off based on the salaries that go on in healthcare. And for whatever reason, I'm not sure we're just creating this fake culture or this misinformed culture, maybe I should say of what a career in healthcare is because it's been glamorized so much and it's been deemed successful so much that people think they're going to get out and into healthcare. I'm going to be an OT. I'm going to be a PT. I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be orthopedic surgeon, whatever. And yeah, they make a lot of money, but they, they think that they're just going to be rich and be wealthy because there's this title and that title equals wealth. And that's, that's misinformation in my profession at PT salaries have gone basically stagnant for the, the past 15 years, they spiked somewhere between five and 10 years ago, and then started declining. They've recently even more declined because of Medicare changes and what reimbursement, um, or how, how reimbursement has decreased. And so this has impacted professions, not just PT. This is just how it affects me. But when Medicare and the government starts changing what they're doing to reimburse the private insurers cover it. Okay. The boring stuff out of the way. There's something that's impacting what we do as professionals and how it's done and how expensive it is and, um, and how that expense is becoming more and more difficult to pay off basically. So my experience as a PT, I've worked mostly with the elderly, 85% of my career has been working with the elderly. And so I see this compilation of these complex things that build up over the, and they shouldn't, that's for another time, but they, these things that build up over time and they become this compiling, compounding, almost like compounding interest, but in a human body, the level of, of, of diseases and disorders and inflammation and all these things that go on in the body and they make them so heavily complex and heavily medicated. And it just becomes this, this really bad issue. And the elderly, painting with a broad brush here, can become that well, they're the ones that I see are are very disabled, unable to leave the home. But over time, they have had this mindset that um I'll get to that later. This is where the compounding starts to become like the pancake effect of the twin towers falling, the top layer falls, and the the, the heavier it gets, the faster it goes, and the more it implodes. So it's scary to me when I see a statistic or a paper come out, a published paper, a published research paper, and this is something I never thought I would ever read. The intersection of student loan debt, something I'm incredibly passionate about conquering and teaching people on and how to navigate getting into healthcare without going broke. And those students actually having declining health. So this is again, the future of this growing aging population and they're being crushed by student loan debt. What in the world is going on?
Let's talk about it here. Welcome to the Project 2 AM podcast. So it's called Falling Behind, the role of student loans on foregoing healthcare. And this was co-authored by, it looks like a husband and wife couple, the last name, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce exactly right, but it looks like Babula, B-A-B-U-L-A. And this is from last year. So this is, I'm recording this in 2023. This, this paper was published in 2022. And I geek out a little bit on some of this because I also realized that so much research doesn't go public. Um, the public generally does not go searching for research and doesn't even really know how to find good, solid quanti- uh, quality research. They wait on the news to give it to them. And then at some form, in some form or fashion, that news is slanted a certain way. It's the media has decided to tailor it a certain way. And so what people get are the results that the media wants them to hear instead of digging for themselves. That's a problem. That's another problem, but part of my thing, I guess, if you want to call it that, is finding this stuff and breaking it down for people so people know. So that's what I wanted to share today. I'm going to be a little dorky. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to break down some research and I'm not going to, not going to get geeky into some stats. I am going to get a little bit geeky into some numbers because people that are math averse, um, struggle math averse and I can't do math. And this we've talked about that before. I'm not going to go into that, but here's what this paper says. Again, it's called falling behind the role of student loans on foregoing healthcare. Basically what the paper is saying, and they break this down. You can find this a Google it title if you really want to. And sometime we can talk about how to find new quality, quality research, but here's what this is saying. The study, this is directly from their paper. This study adds that this is on top of how student loans in the United States have been so are becoming more strongly associated with general overall health decline. They call it dill general dill health. This study adds that falling behind on um, their student on their student loans, students falling behind on student loans, is associated now with foregoing health care and compounds ill health. So again, pancaked idea of, of that top floor of the Twin Tower. And I think it, if we update any of you have seen it, if you have it, YouTube it, you could see it. it it's, I'll never forget that day ever in my life. And I shouldn't, none of us should. The compounding effect of something small that breaks and breaks and it becomes a heavier and heavier loan. So students, student loans are becoming negatively associated with health and health outcomes. 67.4% of borrowers behind on their loan, repaying their loans or in collections report being unable to find sufficient work. That's a problem, especially in healthcare. And had major medical expenses, respectively. 50.4% of borrowers that are behind or in collections on student loans I'm sorry, that are in collections. Let me correct that. 67.4% of borrowers that were behind, 50.4% of those in collections report being able to find, um, they're unable to find sufficient work and had major medical expenses, respectively. So this is a problem for obvious reasons. For one, the generation that starts with me 
and I'm a borderline millennial. I'm 44, just turned 44 years old. The generation that's me and younger are having worse and worse mental health problems. Statistics are everywhere on this. And it's, it's not a surprise because of lots of reasons, the media, social media, what we have put into the environment that is actually messing with people's brains and neurological systems. That's a whole other issue that I think people turn a blind eye to because they don't want to see how messed up the economy would be if we did away with some of the stuff that we're polluting our, our country with and our workforce, literally polluting our workforce. But this is an issue because this generation who is having higher incidence of mental health problems and they're on more anti-psychotics or psychotropic medications, they're, these are the same people who aren't able to or are foregoing healthcare. And so what's going to happen? So we're going to have a sicker population. We're going to have people that are not paying off their debt. So there's a taxpayer burden to that, the defaulting of a, of a student loan. They're unable to find a job for whatever reason, but if they become more and more ill, then they're not going to be able to keep a job. And so I want to read another piece of this that goes along, um, with the idea of debt being such a burden. And this is something I teach in my, my online class. And when I coach students through this, through this process of what career do I want? How do I get there? What's it going to cost? What's the long-term result? What's my ROI, my return on investment? Debt is a known burden. And this is biblical. The, the, the Bible talks in Proverbs about the, the, the person in, in debt being a, enslaved to the lender. Why would I want to enter a career? I just, I become a nurse. I become a pediatric, I'm a, a NICU nurse. And I've gone through, I thought I needed a BSN. And so I went through four years of school, maybe even five, because it just took me a little longer. And so now I'm a hundred grand in debt. And yeah, I'm in 60 or $70,000. And that doesn't put me in a crushing quote unquote, um, that's from one study, crushing debt to income ratio, but it's, I'm already behind. I make less money than I'm in debt. That's always a problem. If, if I was a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt and I only made $70,000, it feels like I'm never going to get out of that hole, but I'd be paying it off for 20 years, probably, unless something teaches. So we talk, when I coach students through all this, we talk about the, the money, the decision-making process, what is actually success? What is the burden on you as you're entering the profession? So, so when you get the first paycheck, what does it look like coming after your loan payment has been taken out? Because that's where it gets alarming. That's where the rubber meets the road. So going into healthcare with this, this debt burden, it's actually, it's ruining, I don't want to sound so dramatic, but it's, it's beating down people in their mental and physical health. That's a problem. This part of the study that was quoted from a 2009 article says medical conditions and bills may worsen the emotional and financial stress faced by households undergoing mortgage foreclosure. And this increased stress may in turn exacerbate or make worse ill health and may discourage people from obtaining further necessary medical care. So this was 14 years ago. They were proposing this and saying that some of this is being shown just across the board for, for debt. So how do we stop it? How do we stop this cycle if we're thinking that these students and, oh, and here's the math. 
by the way, 43 million borrowers, student loan borrowers right now in the United States. So let's, let's take some of the statistics here. If, if this article says that 18% of borrowers, and this is again from 2022, 18% of borrowers are, um, are behind or have defaulted on their loans. They're unable to pay. So 18% of 43 million is seven, a little over 7 million. If I do that right, somewhere around seven and a half million, seven and a half million people. That's, that's not as much as 43. It's not even 20%. It's not even a fifth. It's close, but it's not there. So you could argue, oh, it's not that much. It's seven and a half million out of 340 million people in the U.S. It's a drop in the bucket, right? These are 7.5-ish million lives that we're talking about and their health. And when we talk about health now and declining health now, do you think it's going to get easier as people get older? No. So seven and a half million bor uh, borrowers that are behind or have defaulted on their loans, 67% of those are say claiming that they're foregoing healthcare. So that's about 4 million, but four and a half million. So you can double check my math. I'm going out in my head about not going out of my mind, but I'm doing it out of my head here. But you can see that this is, this is the amount, these are the amount of lives that are changing negatively. Their health is actually being impacted because for one, they can't pay off their loans and they're not able to pay off their loans. There could be a lot of reasons why the main reason why other than a life event, a death, something that, that impaired them out of their control is that we're not having the right conversations. I was talking about this yesterday with an advisor of mine about student loans and student loan debt and the issue of medical school debt in particular. And he said, well, you know, there are some, some gatekeeping things that go on. You know, they, as they, as students go through this financial aid process, they go through exit counseling. So basically when they sign on all up for a loan, they're, they're told what they're going to, what their loan is going to look like at least for a, for the year, if they stay in school full-time and they're told the interest rate. And they might be told, you know, all the rules and regs that I'm sure it's on paper and they sign off on it, not really thinking much about it because it doesn't have a meaning. It doesn't have a context and they don't really care about reading. They don't really care about listening to somebody say, this is what you're responsible for once you graduate. But the main thing is there's no context and what's it worth and what's the return on investment. So when I have a conversation with my kids and when I have a conversation with my students and when I have conversations with professional healthcare professionals out there, that's that, and these are the older people who say, we've never had these conversations before. Why not? This should be a, a really simple, again, math exam. And I already did a podcast on math. I'm not going to harp on it, but now we're putting, this is where the, 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 the whole intersection got really weird to me. Never thought I would be intersecting student loan debt with actual health and health outcomes, healthcare. So as in like people I might see if I was old enough and I'm not, hopefully will not be doing, seeing, treating patients to the age of 70, 80, um, probably even older, knowing that those students are in the situation or those patients are in the situation that they're in because of their, their student loans kept them from getting the right mental or, or physical healthcare 40, 40 years ago. That's a problem. That's a public health problem. That's a family problem. That's a population problem. So what do we do? 
we have conversations and I'll say this every time student loan debt should be a conversation. There should be some knowledge about the workforce about, especially in healthcare. What's the healthcare workforce look like? What does the salary look like in this area? And what does it cost me to live there? What was the salary five years ago, 10 years ago in that same area? Why is it not improving? What is it trending towards? I see there's a, a huge need for nurses. There always will be. But what do the salaries look like? Call it a PA or some other, you insert whatever medical professional you want. Do you, what, what does it look like? What's the future look like? Can I get a job? What's the stability of that job? What's the burnout rate? All these things we talk about in my course. Some of them are unknown, but you go with, you make decisions off facts and trust the rest. But if the facts are showing that if I get in this deep and I'm actually, I might not be able to make it to pay it and I might start declining health wise, should that make you reconsider? Pretty sure that I would have that conversation with my kids. Shouldn't you reconsider? Is there a better option? Is there a better way? I want you to stay healthy and I want you to live longer and play with your kids and play with your grandkids and thrive. That's it. Thanks for being here.